This show is brought to you by Female Alliance Media, by women, for women. Christy here, host of the Imperfect Creatrix podcast, the space that was created to share stories and to have meaningful conversations as it relates to health and wellness, personal development, and discovering what our soul truly desires. I am on a journey to heal from my past and to rediscover my true and authentic self. And by tuning in each week, my hope is that you begin to start imperfectly creating a life that is authentically yours. Be brave, trust yourself, and when you're ready, take action. Hello, and welcome to the Say It Out Loud podcast. I am your host, Christine Daynard, and the goal of this podcast is to encourage you to live your best and most authentic life by digging deeper and finding connection through vulnerability. I believe we have been taught that vulnerability is a weakness when in fact it is our superpower. In this space, I will share personal stories and conversations with others so you can be empowered by their strength and inspired to take action in your own life. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get started. I just want to set the intention that everything that we talk about today is going to be the highest good for us, for everybody who we're talking to, that it's going to be received with an open heart that we're going to speak truth, that we're going to allow divine intelligence to flow through us, and that it's going to be exactly what it needs to be in this moment for the people who are listening right now. I love that. Mandy, I might just have to make that the introduction. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to. That was such a a beautiful start. Well, and if you're already listening and you already heard that, it means that that's exactly where I started this podcast interview. Um, And I'm here, of course, it's me, Christine, and it's the Say It Out Loud podcast. And I'm here with a really special guest to me, somebody who's really close to my heart um, and a friend of mine who I've known for a very long time. And interestingly enough, we have seen each other and supported each other through so many different changes in life, right? Places in our lives, things that we've overcome. And uh, I was so honored when Mandy reached out and said that she wanted to, or was was ready. I don't know if the word was ready, but was, <laughs> was willing to come out and talk because one of the things that happens here in the podcast a lot is that I interview people who are sort of in a place where, you know, they've experienced something, they've gone through like that mucky bit where they're figuring it out, and then they've come out the other side and they're in the action of whatever it is that they've set their intention in. And, you know, when Mandy and I were talking about this episode, we were talking about how, you know, Mandy's in the middle. She's in that place where we often find ourselves and don't often give ourselves a a lot of grace for quite frankly and allow the process to happen and thought that this would be such a beautiful conversation to share not only between us because Mandy you and I talk about these sorts of things all of the time but to be able to share this with with the people who listen because there's such a great message in this I think for everyone is to honor the space that you're in and allow the process to happen in the way that it's going to happen um, and taking the lessons and learnings along the way. So I am honored to introduce to you Mandy Keeltz, good friend, mentor, um, uh, inspiration for me, someone who I lean on a lot. And uh, Mandy, I'm so glad that you're here to chat with me today. I'm very excited to be here and uh, I can't wait to share where I am right now because I think that a lot of people are in this space of the unknown in this moment of time not just in their personal lives, but when they look out into the world, when they see the chaos that is happening, the uncertainty that is happening, um, there's just a lot of internal mirroring happening for a lot of people where they're recognizing that they feel that same chaos inside of them and don't really know what to do about it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm honored to be here to to share that I'm one of those people, (laughs) one of the many. in the chaos. (laughs) It is a really chaotic time in the world, you know, like those three years really shifted things a lot. Like, I mean, there was a lot of shifting happening before that, but I think it really, um, it really just created this different momentum for people. And some 
feel like they're just falling downhill and some feel like they're climbing this mountain that will never end. And, you know, I feel like this is such a great space to talk about like the honesty and, and the, and the real rawness of being in that space, because it's the hard part, right? It's like our brains want to figure out what's next. Our brains want to know the answer. Our brains want some certainty, but often, especially when we're shifting gears or we're trying to land somewhere else than where we've been, there isn't any certainty. And quite frankly, in reality, as you and I both know, and I'm sure many of our listeners, is that there really is no certainty. Like certainty is kind of this idea, this concept we have in the world, um, but is it really real? <laughs> Nothing no. is certain, right? No. And so, but our brains try to tell us, but I need to know exactly what's going to happen. And I need to know what's next. So I guess the first question I might ask, or maybe where we can start this conversation off is, you know, where have you found yourself over the course of these last, you know, I don't know where you can tell me where you want to start with this, but Mm -hmm. you know, uh, more recently, where have you found yourself sitting and what has kind of been the impetus for this change or this desire in you to shift gears? Um, So I think that, I think that there's been a calling inside of me for a long time to lean into truly who I am. And I'd say a few years ago, my life kind of went into chaos. Well, like a couple of years before the pandemic, and it pushed me into a place of needing some pretty rigid boundaries to be able to care for myself, care for my children and keep myself grounded in the everyday of my life. So at that point, like when you're in crisis, you almost have to come to a decision within yourself. If you're going to protect yourself, your own mental health, your own sense of safety in whatever way that you can, or if you're going to fall into the chaos and fall apart. And I decided that I didn't want to fall apart, that I wanted to have the strength to move through the huge challenge that I was going through in my personal life And that required me getting really honest with the things that were pulling on my attention and pulling my energy that weren't circling back in a natural way. There wasn't a natural give and take in certain things in my life, and I had to honor it and accept it. And I just want to add in here that a large part of the way that I work is is intuitively and energetic based. I'm very in touch with my emotional body. I'm very in touch with my mental body. I'm very highly self-aware because of this practice that I've had from quite a young age. It's just a natural gift of mine that I've learned to develop. And I find that at this crisis point that I'm talking about, it really was a crossroads of, are you going to honor who you really are? Or are you going to continue kind of willing yourself into a space that doesn't naturally fit you well and is actually draining you? So I made the choice to honor myself, which meant creating these boundaries, pulling back from people, pulling back from needing, I uh, feeling like I needed to explain to people what was happening and why I was doing what I was doing and getting pretty fierce about allowing myself to have my journey, my way in the way I was experiencing it and allowing space for it to shift anytime I wanted. I let go of needing to have a defined experience that I could explain to other people. First of all, I just fully immersed myself in being ripped apart. And when I've talked to people about it before, I said, really, it's the closest thing that I could compare to what it's like to die while you're alive. (laughs) Like I felt like a part of me was literally in the throes of death. And I feel like a lot of people hit spaces like this in their life and fall apart because they don't think it's natural and they don't think it's allowed and they think that they've failed and all of their shame is coming up and all of their childhood trauma is coming up and all of their hate is coming up for self, for others, everything. They don't allow themselves a tantrum. Tantrums are necessary. Okay. Tantrums are a necessary part of growth. We have to revert back to our childlike self to heal the child inside of us that is hurting. So I'd say like that kind of, that kind of was my conscious springboard into allowing myself the flow of change that was needed in my life. And then kind of got through that chaos and a pandemic came, which actually was a blessing for me because I realized I'm actually an introvert, not an extrovert, or I might be an introverted extrovert. I don't know, but I need a lot of downtime and a lot of quiet. And I loved 
how quiet the world became. And I loved all of the space for introspection, for self-discovery. And I think that a lot of people actually struggled with that part of the pandemic. They were pushed away from their distractions. All of their toys were taken away from them. And suddenly they had to look within and they didn't like what they saw. And there was no way to numb it out. And there was nowhere to go. And everything was fear-mongering and um and uh, a lot of health stress and a lot of mental stress. And I mean, we can see the results now of what has happened. Okay, people yeah. people went inside and didn't know what to do with it. You can see this in the way that therapists are overbooked. You can see this in the way that people have taken mental health leave. You can see this in the way that all of a sudden the baby boomers were like, get me out. I don't care if I'm retiring early, get me the hell out of this. <laughs> Especially if they were in the service industry, you can see the way that things have shifted. And I think we're experiencing it more on a, on a global scale because everybody was pushed into this space at the same time. So, and I'm not, I'm not exempt from this. I did enjoy the downtime, but I have chaos in my life again. And I'm most certainly in the in-between of what was work-wise, what my career was, what I did, what I, what I still do, but I've chosen to only do the parts I, I like. And what's coming and what that looks like. I have no idea, no idea at all. But I do feel like my life has kind of been preparing me for this space because of the chaos I've gone through before, the trauma I've gone through before. You come to a place where you eventually have to just surrender because you aren't in control. And quite frankly, we don't want to be in control because if you're trying to create something in your life and you think you know everything, then you can't learn new things, which means you can't create, right? Yeah, so it's like a, it's like a safety box, right? Mm -hmm. So people, I think we we generally in society we we have created or learned to create this little safety box for ourselves, and mm -hmm. we put ourselves in it and lock ourselves in because you know experiencing all those emotions of all the things like we were never really generally I would say a lot of people were not taught how to work with it, how to acknowledge our feelings, how to go through our feelings, how to, you know, figure out what are our feelings and how, how we feel in our bodies. Like, how is that, how is that um, speaking to me? What is it telling me about where I've been and where I'm going? What does that tell me about how I'm feeling right now? And what can I do with that information? You know, it's like, instead, uh, and I'm going to speak from personal experience, it's more like, a, oh, we have a problem. Let's, let's just lift up this rug and we're just going to push it under there. And then we're going to, we're going to pull it down and everything's fine. It's in the past. I'm not going to deal with it. And I don't think that we realize as, you know, um, as people that the more that we put in that <laughs> compartment or the more that we put under that rug, the more we're building this internal chaos within ourselves mm -hmm. and it can be really hard to get out of. So longer that we go without acknowledging those feelings inside of us, the more painful almost it is as we discover them. Yes. Right. So yeah. Lean into that. Absolutely. And I'd be, yeah. I'd be surprised if there were many people who were brought up even in, even in a, in a household where there was a lot of um, support and joy if they were actually taught how to honor their own emotions because we're all so different and we all come with our own pain points and our own triggers and even as parents we know this if you have children you know that they hit your triggers that you forgot were there and you very quickly have to learn if you want a relationship especially with the teenager <laughs> that you need to eat a lot of crow <laughs> And you need to make the decision that you're not going to project your hurt on them because they triggered you. And that can be a very difficult space to, to be in because it's uncomfortable and you do have to be very humble and you have to give yourself a lot of grace because it's so much easier to just push emotions out onto other people. I call it flinging shit. A lot of people are flinging their shit around right now on other people because they don't know how, but they're also unwilling to recognize that they're projecting their own hurt onto other people to try and avoid it within themselves. So I do believe there's people that sweep things under the rug. My experience growing up was that there was no room for emotion, that I was not allowed to express my emotion, that when I did express my emotion, it was 
manipulative that I was trying to manipulate a situation. For example, you know, why are you crying? You're trying to make me feel bad, that kind of thing. Um, and there was a lot of like explosive emotion in my household. So not, not hiding from, but just projecting all over the place. And I still now find myself seeing traces of that in me as I go through my own journey and try and figure out what it is that I'm here to do, um, what I am and am not supposed to be feeling, which is total bullshit. You can feel whatever you want. Okay. There's no wrong feeling. Um, and at the same time, trying to answer this calling inside of me of what is next. So it's so strange to be in a place where you got a taste of the thing you're supposed to be doing or feel like you're being called towards, but it's not full, like it's not the full presence of it and allowing yourself to kind of emerge into whatever's coming next without trying to control the situation or even knowing exactly what the final destination looks like. So um, that's kind of the space that, uh, that I find myself in quite a bit. And I do find myself being very protective with my boundaries again, as I'm honoring this very crucial time in my development. And I think that part of what I've learned and part of what I would advise people to do who find themselves in this in-between space is to to really be gentle with this part of themselves, especially if you have a big dream, if you have a big dream of what you want to do and, and like, it's something you've never done before and sounds insane would be similar, like telling people you're going to win the lottery. Like don't tell people, (laughs) don't tell people you don't need external validation to follow your dreams. You don't need to have a story ready of what you're doing and why you're doing it and how you're going to get there and a business plan. That doesn't need to be there. There needs to be this gestation period where it's like you're in the womb again and you're protected and you're held and you're nourished. And you need to find what that means for you, how to get yourself into that space where you're trusting, where you're believing that the best is happening for you, where you understand and allow this space to happen because it's part of growth. It is a normal part of growth to be in the winter season. And there's a plethora of places that you can find this kind of support. You can read books, you can listen to podcasts, you can meditate, you can um, go to a therapist, you can journal. There's so many different ways. For me personally, I do have a pretty strong spiritual practice I meditate every morning. I also am a psychic channel and intuitive. So I do a lot of channeling for myself. I also use Oracle cards sometimes when I need extra guidance. I have a spiritual mentor. I have friends like yourself where I can have elevated conversations that are safe, where people aren't going to try and pull me down or tell me I'm wrong or force me to explain myself, where I can fully be who I am without having to define it. Just show up as myself. And when you are in the in-between space, it is so vital that you are allowing yourself places to fully be you because that version of you is what's going to take you to whatever it is that you're, that you're supposed to, I keep saying supposed to, but that's not the right word where you're headed. You're being drawn towards your dream, whether you want to or not. And you're either going to get kicked there by life, by having things yanked out of your life or crap happening that's going to like turn your world upside down, or you can make the conscious choice to just be present in the moment and allow yourself to be carried forward and trust that whatever is happening is for your highest good, whether you want it or not. And if it's something you don't want, have the goddamn tantrum. I love me a good tantrum, Christine. I love me a good Listen, I have had a lot of tantrums in the last year. <laughs> um, you know, it's like that fight. Like I literally sometimes feel like I am my own Jekyll and Hyde. You know, it's like your mind is telling you one thing, but your heart is telling you another and the inner child in you, maybe there's three. It's like, there's this inner child aspect of you that is just like, Hey, like just slow down, come back over here and play with me. Yeah. Because when you come back to play and when you come back to leaning into what feels good and listening to that body again, um, it connects you, reconnects you with who you are instead of 
you know, connecting with all these things outside of ourselves that are, you know, supposed to have the answers. I'm using air quotes for those yeah. that you can't see us, you know, and like you've raised a couple of really invaluable things in this conversation already. Um, and you've said a lot of things. So I hope that people are, are, are you know, taking notes. Because there's, there's so much goodness in what you've already said, but like a big part of it is, you know, what we were taught or what we have been doing, it's not necessarily the way for us. Now, maybe it is, maybe it works for people, but I'm going to say that for the most, most of the people in the world, that whatever they were taught wasn't really designed for them, that it's, we're kind of here to just find our own path in our own way, but we've been, you know, socialized into believing or following in line with that we have to ask for permission you know, we have to know all the details. We need to, we need to know what the, what the point is and what the outcome is going to be. And these are the ways that we have become, you know, we've almost, we've conformed to these ideas. And what I love about what you're saying is, you know, to open ourselves up to the possibilities of feeling different. You know, it's interesting because one of the things that you said, and I was thinking about this as you were saying it is like, well, first of all, the people that you're around, being amongst people that keep you in a safe place, that hold you high, that are there for you, whether you're feeling really low one day or really high another day, like wherever you are in the spectrum, that they're there to support you and and help you to honor and have grace for your own feelings and where you're at. Like there have been several times even, and I'll just use this as an example through my life where even as an adult, like I remember when I lost my dog, when Freddie passed away during the pandemic, I had someone who I would have called a friend say, Christine, you just need to get over it. When wow. I was mourning the loss of my pet. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was like, there's no timeline on that. There's no timeline on the experience that you're having right now. There's no timeline on figuring it out. And there's no timeline on, you know, how long am I going to feel this way? Or when is this going to be over? It's going to be over when you work yourself through it, right? But this is something that we haven't been taught in society is to like, be aware what, you know, it's like, I talk about this a lot with clients. It's like, you know, when you're feeling that way, or you're thinking a certain way, stop and ask yourself, wait a second. Why am I thinking this? Why do I believe this? Is this thought or the way that I'm approaching this, is it actually for me? Or is it because I believe or have learned to believe that that's supposed to be, again, air quotes, the way that I approach this situation or this challenge or whatever it is, it doesn't have to be that way, but our minds have decided, and we have been basically programmed for long enough that we, we all, and, and it's not just you or I sitting in this space together. It's so many people, you talk to people and it's just like, the stuff is like on autopilot. Everything just comes out the same way. And it's like, when we stop to think and become more aware of what we're doing, why we're doing it, why are we thinking that way? Do I really believe those things? Do I believe those things about myself? And looking a little bit deeper than what we've just always done. And, you know, as, as you've been somebody and you've really been a light for me for a good chunk of my life. I mean, we met when my son was very young. I was like basically about to go into a, you know, divorce <laughs> the time that I met you and was real. I mean, like, this is literally, I think I've said this to you before, you know, there are times in our friendship where it's like, okay, Mandy's doing good. Christine's like, I'm falling apart. And then Mandy's doing, then Mandy's falling apart and Christine's coming alive. You know, it's like, we've kind yeah. of been this like teeter totter. Uh, mm -hmm. But what's really, really cool is that, uh, you know, for me, anyway, in our friendship and um, in this connection that we've had all along is that I have learned so much through you and through the experiences that you've been through and the things that I go through and how we seem to be able to support each other through them without any expectation, which mm -hmm. is, that's a really big thing for people yeah. is expectation. Um, not having any expectation of what the outcome is going to be and how I feel, uh, you know, you should be saying something. No, it's just been very like natural and organic in the way that we've helped and support each other. Yes. And, you know, there have been people even in my life, and I'm sure that you could probably come up with a few examples of your own where, you know, I've had friends where they're like, what do you mean you're not going to, you know, come to this event? Or what do you mean you're not going to be there at this thing you promised you were going to be at? And it's like, it's okay if we change our minds. It's okay if we decide something differently. We don't need to shame each other if we change our minds or feel guilt about doing that. 
and that we should all be comfortable and safe and allowed to just be. Yeah. And make change whenever we want to make change. Hey, are you local or close to the Waterloo region and consume a gluten-free diet or know someone who does? Well, this message is for you. There is an event coming soon you do not want to miss. On Sunday, September 17, the annual Gluten-Free Fest is coming to Kitchener, where you'll be able to explore over 40 of the tastiest gluten-free vendors in KW and beyond, all under one roof. If you're gluten-free, you know how exciting this is. This year, it will be hosted at Bingaman's Conference Center, and tickets are on sale now. Visit glutenfreefest.ca or find them on Eventbrite. Advanced ticket holders are guaranteed a Gluten-Free Fest tote bag. Listen, I took a look at the list of vendors and there are some pretty fabulous ones that are going to be there. You do not want to miss this. So go tell your gluten-free friends, mark the date in your calendar, September 17 from 10 to 4, and get your tickets on Eventbrite or by visiting glutenfreefest.ca. This event is sponsored by title sponsor Annie's Seafood Restaurant and other sponsors include Newton's No Gluten and Canadian Dietary Institute. I can't wait to go and I hope that I'm going to see you there. Part of the part of the challenge when you come to this level of awareness inside of yourself and you start giving yourself the grace to not feel like you have to be ready for that cross-examination is recognizing how many people hold themselves to that standard where they constantly need to be intellectually ready to defend their position and reasoning at any given time. And it can be very challenging to, to stand in who you are and honor your own process into this new space while experiencing people who are nowhere close to getting there and probably not even in a place where they desire it yet. And I know that when I first started overcoming some of my own ways, cause I, I was like that too. I was, I was ready for a fight all the time. I'm a, I'm a recovered a type. I'm a recovering control freak. Um, I definitely am nowhere close to being able to be playful yet. <laughs> I'm working on it, but that is not like my inner child is there, but like, she's being very gracious with me right now, because that is, I, I still haven't uncovered the block, but as you're moving through your own journey, it really becomes vital as well. I've found for me anyways, maybe you'll resonate with this too, is that I keep my energy focus inward because as soon as I'm looking outward again, and I'm like, why are they being like that? And why can't they just see? And it's so simple. I have to be like, wait a minute, you, you've been there before and you didn't see. And it especially is a lot of work to have grace for yourself while having grace for the assholes. Okay. Like, it's just like, you know what? <laughs> They're on their own road. Like I'm staying in my own lane. And there's a term that like has continuously come to me that I think spirit gave it to me. I think it came out in one of my readings actually, or when I was doing some live readings um, called holing that People really believe, and I think I was guilty of this too, that you overcome things, you unplug them, they're gone forever, you heal yourself and you never feel it again. No, those parts will always be with you. You just kind of pull your perspective back where it's just a piece of your whole. You want all of your experiences. In fact, the only way to objectively kind of handle certain things in life is to pull back and look at your life experience as a whole, when you're really overwhelmed in the moment, if you can even connect out into a future version of yourself, just in your mind, be playful, be imaginative, go to your future self. When you're 80, imagine your 80 year old self looking back that way, objectively over the whole of her life, knowing that all the pieces were important because even the crap took you where you needed to go, even the pain brought you a gift. And when you're in that painful moment, or you're in the muck, or you're in the middle, or you're in the transition, or you're in the unknowing, those are the times that you need the most grace for yourself, because you can't know, and nobody else can know either. And if you can't give yourself the answers, 
If you try to cross-examine yourself and then get angry that you don't have the answers and then somebody asks you what you're doing and you get pissed off because you don't have the answer and then you feel upset and then it's just a self-propelling spiral of agony that you started. You know, it's really hard to get to that place where you're willing to own that you don't know and be okay with it. It's okay if you don't know what you're doing, because there's always clues, like your original podcast, your original podcast, where you're talking about creating that microphone, like that was a clue. I loved that one. If you listeners, if you didn't listen to her very first one, you need to listen to this. It is exactly the clue that she got when she was a child that's pushing her into the moment she is now. We all have these moments in our life, but when we get caught up in the adulting and the explaining and the achieving and the paying the mortgage and the driving the kids around and what's for dinner and am I going to be able to afford this and is there going to be a war and are we going to explode ourselves and why are the politicians this way and, and, and you busy yourself with all of these external things that bring you nothing but more chaos outside of yourself, you eventually need to come to a place where you recognize that you are using that as self-sabotage. You are using that as an opportunity to avoid feeling your own pain. And there is a gift in our pain. There is a gift in our pain. And it pushes you where you need to go and it won't last forever. I think this is part of the thing that I know when I was first playing around with getting deeper and deeper and deeper into some of my emotional pain, specifically some of my deepest fears, like recognizing that I wasn't going to get there and then be stuck forever, which I think is a really big belief of a lot of people. They think if they dip their toe in, they're going to get sucked in and never get out again. But you do have to go through it to get to the other side. You can't go around it. can't go over it. can't go (laughs) under it. You can't just like zap it away with a magic wand. You have to go through it to get to the other side. And that involves this transition time, this unknowing time, this holy shit, what am I doing time? This, how can I give up this career that's been successful and will there ever be something like this time like am I having a midlife crisis time like you name it I've had all the thoughts I'm sure you did as well like what the hell am I thinking I'm 45 I'm gonna do what I don't know I have no idea (laughs) well it's funny how we like but we get caught up in those things right like we get caught up in but I'm this age and I should be doing x keyword here is should (laughs) Yes. You know, all these expectations that society has impressed upon us that we feel like we somehow need to keep up with. You yeah. know, it's interesting because when I walked away from the Buzz Tour uh, last year in December and leading up to it, of course, I knew that it was coming, right? It took me the whole year to make that decision and everything kept pointing in the direction that I had to let it go. And I wasn't listening and I wasn't listening. And the longer I didn't listen, guess what happened? More shit went wrong, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, all of a sudden I was like, okay okay, I'm getting the message. Mm -hmm. And between the time of letting it go and coming to terms with, you know, everything in my world and in my life has been nudging me to support people in a way that is different, that helps them feel supported and seen and help them to build their own desire within themselves and to follow that, like to do something different but between like now I'm pretty clear on what that is and what I meant here to do for now. Anyways, that likely is going to change at some point in the future, right? Like that's, we're here to evolve and we're here to change, but throughout all that time and space, you know, it's interesting. You're talking about, you know, how we feel like we have to have these ideas in our mind about how we can respond to people. What are we going to say when people ask me X? And I just want to, I just want to inject there to say, it's okay to come up with something to say, to keep yourself safe right? Mm -hmm. Like it's okay to decide, okay, I'm going to go to this event and all my family or all those people at that event are going to ask me what I'm doing. And I want to have a response that I can respond with that is honest, but I can feel good in. And I don't have to extend the conversation beyond that. Come up with something that makes me feel good. And that can be my response when people ask, because they're going to ask. Yeah. And, you know, I, I remember, um, uh, as I was going through this transition and even now, so many people in my life would ask me, well, what are you doing? 
like as I was making decisions moving forward, I didn't really know what the answers were. I was like, I was in the place where I was in the in-between, right? And yeah. so it's like, I didn't know the answers. And so I would say, I don't know yet. And they'd be like, but what are you going to do in the meantime? Are you going to go in and do this? Are you going to go and get a job? Are you going to go and, you know, I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm actually going to sit in the shit that I am in mm-hmm. because here's the thing. I let myself get to a point where I fell apart so hard that it was more painful to go through was happened just the way that it was meant to happen. But it was eye opening in the sense of if I had been paying more attention all along and actually listening to the cues that my body was giving me, I probably would have walked away from my business way longer before I actually did because I knew it was no longer a willing, a way I was able to serve and a way that people were, or that I was able to show up in that space, right? I already knew, but I wasn't listening because my head kind of similar to what we're talking about is like my head in the way of the world. And these things that I've learned have said, no, no, but you have to keep going. So instead of listening to my heart say, okay, take a break here, girl, just take some time to sort this out. I just kept on going and it made it harder and harder and harder. But it also and built your tenacity. hundred percent. Right? Uh, like so I think like sometimes, like I just, of- my question to you would be like, how long did it take you to forgive yourself for not listening earlier? Because ultimately, if you get into that space of trusting that everything's unfolding the way it's supposed to, that includes you ignoring all that. Yeah, well, Absolutely. And so it did take me some time because at first I was really hard on myself. I was like, what are people going to think about me? What are they going to say? Like, I've been building this business. I carried it along. It got through the pandemic and like, all of a sudden I'm going to be out there and I have to close this business. Like they're going to be asking me these questions. Why? And then it took me a long time to finally go, you know, through some much needed (laughs) therapy and like intervention, like intuitive intervention to remind me that I'm not here to just answer to other people. I'm here to answer to the source that's within me. Mm-hmm. I am here to, you know, we all have a purpose here. We all come with a gift here. We all take on different roles throughout the time that we're here. And at that one time, that was my role. And it had its purpose and it had lots of lessons to teach me. And letting it go was just letting go of one of the steps and moving toward the next step. Instead of, you know, I think at one point, I know at one point I looked at it as like a huge failure. And then now that I've come to the place where I am today, it's like, I look back and I go, but without that, I don't think I could appreciate or have taken the time that I did to dig a little bit deeper and come to terms with where I meant to go to today. Mm -hmm. And so I really, I so honor the space that you have allowed yourself to be in and to follow what's inside of you and to follow all of those feelings and, and sort them out with yourself or work through them before making big decisions and just jumping into something because you feel like you have to do something. Yeah. You know, I think that's where we all get tripped up is it's the shoulds. It's the have tos. It's yeah. the, but what are they going to say? And how do I respond? And yeah. I think it's also the generational, the gener the the generation that brought us up, the generation before that was very much about like finishing school, getting a job, staying there your whole career, retiring at 65, having a pension. And that doesn't work anymore. That was a moment in society, but it did bring that deep craving that humans have of structure and safety and security. And it's all been busted up, but it's still been projected onto us. And I can see the the impact of this belief, even in my teenage children who are being taught by teachers who were raised by people like that, who got into that system, right? So the teachers are going to school and I love teachers. I, I honor teachers. I would never be able to be a teacher. There'd be a lot of dead children if I was a teacher, just being honest. <laughs> Um, (laughs) I honor them so much, but they're still in that generational belief and there's nothing wrong with it. Like if you got into a job and, and you're going to be there till you retire and you're going to have a full pension when you're done, you've fulfilled that generational belief, but there's not too many jobs that are like that anymore. And 
we as as humans now, especially here in Canada, probably I'd say in the Western world in general, are moving more and more into a space where we have to be willing to flow in and out of careers and take the gifts that come from each of them and let go of the belief that we're not safe if we don't have a pension. We're not safe if we don't have a six-figure income. We're not safe if we don't have a double-income household. We're not safe if we don't own our home and pay off the mortgage. Like that's not how things are anymore. And it's shifting with our generations and it's going to shift even more with the younger generations as they're discovering multiple streams of income and really wanting to honor who they are and coming up against this wall that we are too, but all of us together creating this shift, allowing grace for ourselves, not judging each other so harshly, rediscovering that source within, like you said, which like I just use different words, that's spirit, that's my higher self, that's intuitive guidance, that is your knowing, that is your birth right we are in an evolution of awareness right now in humanity and that means letting go of all of these structures that don't really they're not even a possibility really anymore well they're not serving us and serve some people like I do think that I do think we still need the service industry and we still need government I mean I don't want to live in anarchy and war and chaos like I do think there's still a a need for it but those of us who are emotional those of us who are creative we're here for a different reason and it is not to you know combat or go up to war against the structures that are starting to dissolve because that's going to happen no matter what it's already happening that's what the chaos is that's what's causing the fear that's what people are seeing and reacting to it will happen because it's the natural growth that is happening in general but those of us that are here to create and inspire and hold light for people are being called to step into that because there needs to be somewhere for people to land when they're awakening. Mm -hmm. And I think you're one of those people. I know that that's part of my future. I've known from a, a young age that that part of part of what I'm here for is to ignite that inside of people. And I think there's a lot of people who feel called to be coaches and mentors and so on. And that is the calling that is that is going to be needed. It's just letting go of the feeling that you need a designation, you need schooling, you need, you need nothing other than your spirit, right? You need nothing other than to step into who you are one step at a time without knowing and in trust. And that is hard. It is no joke. That is like a warrior. You have to be a warrior within because you are still living in a world where these structures are very strong. And it's mm. still a deep seated belief that the only way to feel a sense of security and safety in your life is to have a six figure income and a home and a mortgage and double income and a job that's going to pay you a pension and, 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 and we really need to let go of that if it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right for me. I don't know about you, but it doesn't feel it fe like when I lean into that feeling wise, imagining going to get a job that has a pension or going to work for, for a company that that is the main focus. Like I feel ill. I can feel the nausea in my belly right now. And I think that this is a gift that a lot of us have with our creativity, whether you are an artist or intuitive or not in your mind, you can go to places and feel it. A hundred percent. I'm like a hell yes or a hell no. Yeah. Like anytime I think about going and getting a job in corporate, I'm like, hell no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. But you really have to get to a place where you're pushing your, your logical mind, which is living in the past. Yeah. Your logical mind is basing all of its information on shit that has already happened. And you have to get into your gut, which is your knowing. Your heart is calling you forward into something. Your gut is going to tell you if it's going to feel right or not. And you can play with that as much as you want. Like a lot of people can travel back in their minds to their favorite vacation, spend time on that beach, spend time on that mountain and the forest and the ocean, spend time with the people that they've had a great time with, but they don't use it in the opposite direction where you push yourself into the future. 
And this is one of the tools that I think that has saved me many a time when I'm lost, when I'm afraid, when I, you know, think I'm going to live in a box under a bridge and we're all going to be homeless, like my whole family, like I sit in the future self that I know is out there. And I ask her to send me the knowing back to send the safety back that she's feeling. Cause I know she's not living in a box under a bridge. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's really, it's pretty cool when you start playing with the same tool you've used all your life of going back in your memory and pushing it into the future. And you can use this as a way to make decisions about what feels right for you as well. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, you know, that's just the ticket is everybody has to do what feels right for them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's getting into that space, feeling a little uncomfortable at first, because it's, it can be really hard to re reattach yourself to that internal voice of yours, right? Like a lot of people are disconnected from that. So it can mm -hmm. take a little time to reconnect. Mm -hmm. But I think that at the end of the day, the point is that there's room for everyone. Mm -hmm. And I think that instead of us casting judgment or needing to know all the answers and, and being so focused and concerned about what everybody else is doing, that if we just took a few minutes, actually scratch that, if we just took the time to lean back into us and be curious about why do I really care so much about what they're doing? Does it impact me? Does it, does it change my life? What they're choosing to do with theirs? Not necessarily, no. So why don't I just let them do whatever it is they're going to do, honor that they're doing whatever is right for them. And I'm going to do the same thing for me. You mm -hmm. know, I think too, that, um, anytime I catch myself in judgment, I ask what I'm avoiding inside of myself. Cause usually when I'm judging somebody else about something, it's a piece of me that I don't like. And when you get in the habit of realizing that zero times, is it okay to judge somebody else and means that you're avoiding something inside of yourself. Every time you judge, you're like, Oh, damn it. <laughs> well, and, and you know what, honestly, you can turn it into a playful thing, right? Because yeah. I think that one of the reasons people avoid this, like, you know, personal development is that it all has to be so serious, you know, and sure, there are moments you're going to be crying, ugly crying, your face off, right? Mm -hmm. Like there are times when you're digging really deep, but mm -hmm. like, then you can choose to play and have fun with it because, you know, we're all human. We're all learning at whatever stage we're at. Like, it's all about learning and evolution, right? And so to be playful and have fun with that, like, yeah, I'm not going to be perfect. Damn right. I sure still judge people, but it's like having that understanding or that awareness of, huh, is that interesting? Okay. So what am I avoiding in myself here? Like, let's play with this and find out what that is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just think that it, it, there's so much more opportunity in us when we're able to just reconnect and really get real about why, why am I so concerned about that person? Why did I let that person who cut me off, like bother me all day long? You know, it, I can find a place for that just bounces off of me because yeah. you know what there's a probably a pretty good chance I cut somebody off before too and left them feeling like that right so I just it's 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 all um I just think there's so much room for everyone and we've just been conditioned to believe that we all have the right answer or we're all doing it the right way yeah and all of us are going to have our own way yes and there is no one way for anything, <laughs> like anything. No, definitely so, not. This is so beautiful, Mandy. You know, I feel like we may need to do like a follow-up uh, podcast interview in the future because I actually don't even feel like this. Why don't I even call it an interview? I don't even know. <laughs> farthest thing from an interview it's like it's literally just a conversation, but I feel like we should have a follow-up conversation at some point in the future, but um. I just, first of all, I really want to, sh I want to thank you for coming into this space and sharing, you know, your beautiful heart and spirit with the people who are listening. And I know that, you know, you and I share information differently. We have a different energy about us and there'll be certain people that will really connect to how you, um, you know, share your heart and what you have to share and how you say it. And uh, for the people that have connected with you by listening to this, 
where can we send them to find more Mandy? Where can they follow you and find you so that they can connect and learn more from you and, or maybe even work with you? Um, so Instagram is where I'm most active and I'm at underscore green Mandy, but I do have a, um, private Facebook group where I do kind of more psychic channeling, um, spontaneous readings. Um, there's also a link there where you can, and I think the link is actually in my Instagram account too, to book a, a reading with me or book spiritual mentorship. Um, especially if you're just beginning to explore your your woo side, your unexplainable, the the piece of you that is going to be unique to you, the relationship that you start building with the version of you that doesn't live in the logical mind. So I do help a lot of people connect to that and help them kind of get on their way to to that intuitive piece so that they feel more confident in their life and they feel more connected to their spirit and their calling. Um, I've also done a lot of work with people in um, who are entrepreneurs who are wanting to bring their purpose into their business. Um, I have a half-made website that is not up yet. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> Again, I'm still in transition, everybody. Um, but that is kind of one of the things that um, I'm finding is showing up in my life is, is kind of intuitive business guidance as well. Mm. So I would say Instagram, or um, you can request to join my, I think it's called Mandy Colts Psychic Channel Facebook group. <laughs> okay, well, I'll be sure to put the links and the connection points in the show notes. So anybody who's listening to this episode can just go to the episode and read the notes and connect directly to you. So I'll, I'll simplify that for you. That's no problem. But I do encourage anybody who is listening to this and feels drawn to Mandy to connect with her beyond this space because uh, her spirit is so beautiful. And, um, you know, she's here to share and she's here to share the love and, um, you know, the, the authenticity that you represent and that you bring with you and everything that you do is really something to be, to aspire for, for a lot of people. And you are a natural leader. And I'm so glad that you get to share your space with people and your heart with people because, well, people need it. So Mandy, I'm so glad you're here with me. My honor. I look forward to the next time. Me too. So thank you to our listeners for showing up with us today. I know there were lots of little gems in this episode for you. And please do go and refer to the notes to find Mandy, connect with her and, uh, you know, keep on moving through the space to find what's right for you and lean in to the best parts of you. I love you and we'll see you again next time. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'd like to invite you to hit the follow button on this podcast so you'll be notified when the next one drops. And if you liked this episode, please leave a review as it will help others to find this message. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at It's Me Christine D. Or if you'd like to connect about being a guest on the show, ask me about group or one-on-one -on -one joy and mindset coaching, learn more about the Joy Project community, or consider hiring me for your next speaking engagement, please visit itsmechristinedee.ca. Thank you again, and I'll see you next time.